The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Have you ever considered how a four-day working week might work? Well, we've two guests with us. We're going to start with Dr. Orla Kelly, who's Assistant Professor of Social Policy at UCD, because you've been involved in a trial done by 12 companies, I believe, here in Ireland. Uh, how did it work out? Yeah, so 12 companies here in Ireland began on February 1st, um, a reduced work time schedule, which they implemented as a four-day week. And they were part of a global trial that's being coordinated by four-day week global um, in partnership with ourselves at UCD, Cambridge University and Boston College. Um, so there were 16 organisations in the trial world together um, and then subsequently another 17 have completed it. And yeah, the the outcomes in terms of organisational... Yeah, yeah before I get to that, what sort of companies were they? What sort of range mm. of businesses? Yeah, we, we've had a mix in Ireland. They were predominantly professional services, so consulting services, um, recruitment, HR. We did have a manufacturing company as well. Um, and largely then, office jobs. Largely, yeah. Not not all, but largely. The manufacturing company is, you know, as you would imagine, manufacturing. Um, there's a restaurant chain in the US, but I would say the majority are, are office-based jobs. They, they select into this, so those tend to be the organisations that at this point are And then how did it work? How did they go from, is it getting paid five days pay for working all of the hours within four days? Yeah, the um, four-day week global model is um, the 180-100 model. So Andrew Barnes, who started this, um, it's the you have to commit to um, 100% of the pay for 80% of the time and then the employees commit to 100% of the organisational goals. So still achieving that. Um, now, the companies, we did find that organisations maybe on the day off, people were doing about maybe an hour's work, but we did see a reduction in Ireland from 39.8 hours per week down to 32. So largely the fifth day was, was off. Oh, so they do fewer hours, but the productivity, as was measured, was much the same, was it? Yes. Yeah. How did that work? Yeah. Um, well, a big part of the um, onboarding process, so two months before these organisations started, they engaged in what would be called work optimization and training processes. So some of them had people come in and do time use training. Others, um, you know, put limits on meetings. We, In our interviews, it came out with management that they were more strategic in terms of the projects that they were taking on. So it's kind of this movement beyond busyness and hours as opposed to, um, you know, organisational performance. So it's a quality rather than quantity. You've got it. That's it. OK, would that suggest then that maybe as people work a five-day week, that they slacken off a little bit on the fifth day? Well, we do know longer working hours are associated with a range of poor health outcomes. Um, people are, um, when people are working in long hours, they, it tends to affect their sleep, it tends to affect concentration, all kinds of things. So um, the, the way that this kind of played out was people were more well-rested, were able to perform. And, you know, we see this not just in this trial. Reduced work time has been around for quite some time and is being trialled by public sectors. It's been tried by um, Unilever, just rolled it out, had it in New Zealand, just rolled it out to Australia. So we are seeing across all different kinds of trials um, this, this upkeep in productivity. OK, but if these employees were happier and all the stats suggest they were, what about the employers? Yeah, well, all the organisations, so the 12 Irish organisations, none of them decided to discontinue. The trial officially ended in August and they're still on the trial. We had them rate the trial out of 10. The average score was 9.1. Um, even if we put the Irish subset of companies into the broader 
30 odd that have done so completed the trial so far, none stopped the trial. Um, so overall, organisations tend to be happy with how performance is going. Um, there is some, again, variation and it can take some organisations time to put things in place um, and they'd all advocate for kind of planning. But, you know, overwhelmingly, it seems that they're very satisfied. We've also tracked revenue. You know, we got monthly metrics from them in terms of retention, revenue and so on. Um, and we've seen um, increases in those as well. OK, let's bring in Peter Cosgrove, who is MD of FutureWise. By the sounds of that, Peter, is this the way to go for office-based businesses? Allow people to do a five days work in four days, trust them to do it, and you end up with them producing better outcomes and being happier. Should, that, should it work for everyone? Um, it sounds like a leading question, Matt. Absolutely. It sounds great. And I think in the short term, it's wonderful. But I think it's wonderful for exactly the word Orla said, uh, work optimization. When you get a whole team together to say, if we can all make things work better and be as productive in four days a week, they're going to cancel all the useless meetings, make systems talk to each other, do all the things they never did, cancel meetings that don't need to have be had. And suddenly they're doing the amount of work. So really what they're doing is workplace optimization. Um, and they're getting rid of a lot of work that just doesn't need to be done. So, of course, everybody's happier. Everybody's rowing in the same direction. It's wonderful. So I think in the short term, this absolutely is a wonderful idea because it completely optimizes work for companies. I think the problem happens more in the longer term. Um, some of the challenges for me are things like um, there's a lot of productivity talk about four-day week, but there's a lot of things that you can count. You know, when you're actually working four days and you squeeze all your work into four days, there's lots of things like building relationships, sitting around, having a coffee with someone, and all those things that don't seem like they're doing anything but actually they're very important for things like building relationships creativity and so forth and i also worry a little bit about the fact that sometimes this whole model is based on the fact that people don't like work there's loads of people out there who love their job and they want to work five days a week and they feel they've lots of time outside of work to do everything they want so you could end up with a two-tier work system where somebody works very happily five days a week says they're very healthy and happy doing that and there's someone else working four days a week and eventually employers might go well hang on if somebody can work very effectively four days a week, what if we get them to work the same five days a week? So I think there's just some longer term challenges. But overall, I would love if it happens. I just think we're kind of racing against the tide in this kind of work, kind of a global workforce that's more like seven days a week rather than five days a week. Orla, what do you make of that analysis from Peter? Um, so certainly it'll be on the companies to, you know, when we talk to management that they are, they do have long term plans to stay up on top of KPIs. You know, they outputs, their productivity outputs and so on. Um, but to your point that what about the things that we can't see? I would say exactly that. Um, you know, be, if somebody is in the office four days, that's plenty of time to build relationships and have meetings in person and so on. That's kind of a separate point, I would say. Um, in addition to that, um, the, the, the long-term um <clears throat> excuse me, the long-term productivity measures that, that companies are, are putting in place. Part of it is also that people are more well-rested and, and are, are able to be more um, productive in those kind of four days. And on top of that, the social outcomes need to be considered and environmental need to be considered as well. Orla listening here says four days, four day weeks can also be four 10-hour shifts. So you're not working less time. That's not what this is about, is it? It's no. The, so the um, the model, the four day week global model that we have, that this this trial was based on, was that you do that hundred eighty a hundred. So there, there is that twenty um, percent or so reduction in in work time. So yeah, Peter, that twenty percent issue. How important is that when it comes to assessing, evaluating whether this is a good idea or not? 
Yeah, I mean, look, it's back to, the, for me, the practicality that if someone is able to do all their work in four days a week, when they've got rid of all the kind of fluff that they don't need to do, um, why will employers not go, okay, you're working four days a week, you're very healthy, you're very happy doing that. But if you are well rested, could we not get you working a fifth day? And I don't think that's something you can say to employers they shouldn't do. The other bit that I worry a little bit about is this is somewhat based on good employees who do a good job and are trusted. What about an employee who says, this is great, I know when you have to work four days a week, I get paid for five, and I do no more work. So, And then the moment you start saying to that person, well, you're not doing a good job, you have to go back to five days a week, you're again creating this real challenge in the workplace. So I think it works brilliantly in companies, everybody rowing the same direction, everybody wants this to happen. But I think you're going to really struggle when someone goes, I like working five days a week, or someone wants to work four days a week and do as little as possible. Orly? So I would say that, um, you know, they... If, the, if somebody wants to, to work five days a week, this isn't being forced upon any organisation. And if an organisation was to decide after being on four days to go back to five, they well, certainly, in you know, the participants in this trial, they're free to do so. What, what we're finding from some of the organisations that participated, particularly the small to medium enterprises, is that they were getting cultivating goodwill and a sense of reciprocity among employees who wanted to, who felt more motivated to do the job that um, was assigned to them. And, and I think the issue of, of having um, employees of various degrees of motivation isn't something that the four-day week is going to introduce. You're always going to have that issue. And one of the ways that you get beyond that is, is to move to the sense of intrinsic as opposed to um, motivation, which a sense of gratitude to your organisation is likely to bring about. Uh, we have a listener here, Peter. This is Richard in Limerick who says, if I was only working for the same money for four days, I'd probably take on a second job freelance to make more money. Well, see, this is the challenge. These are the kind of unintended consequences. And by the way, as I said, I think Orla, um, all of our points are really, really valid. And I think four-day work could work. But again, I think there's a global challenge out there with lots of employers who will take advantage of this, maybe some employees who might take advantage of it. And as I said, you know, when your clients work six days or seven days a week and they're expecting somebody to be in the office and they're not working that day, they may go to a company that does do that. And I don't think that's the right thing to happen. And of course, they'll say we always have cover in the office, but we know what we're like. We all like to deal with the same people five days a week and and not realize that they're off one day a week. So Mm -hmm. I I hope it works. I just think there's a lot of things that need to be ironed out. And I kind of think the global tide is probably against it. But the only positive I'll say is with the whole COVID and hybrid working, the reality is companies that thrive do follow this idea, which is if you trust your employees, they will do a better job for you because you shouldn't be able to have to see your employees to know they're doing a good job. So some of the kind of ideas around this are actually what kind of companies are doing now and they're actually getting the both the best out of their workforce. Another listener says, if you can now do the work of five days and four days, then you haven't been working originally. And another one here says, the problem with a four-day working week is who gets to have the Mondays and Fridays off and who gets stuck with Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday as their day off? <laughs> then what happens on a bank holiday weekend when Mary, who was Mondays off, wants Tuesday off instead, <laughs> which John usually takes? Which one of them works that day? It's a HR nightmare. Orla, we finished on that point, please. Yeah, well, I'll just respond to the first um, caller's point first about um, second jobs. That's actually something that we did measure for because particularly with the US companies and the culture of the gig economy there, we were um, interested to see if that was the case and we did not see a, um, a significant change in people taking on second jobs. Instead, people were using it. We did time use um, measures of what people did on their day off and it was largely sleep, hobbies, care work, etc., um, 
In terms of the logistics of putting a a four-day week in place, well, organisations varied in the ways that they implemented it depending on their organisational needs. Um, but yeah, of course, it's one of the big takeaways that we're getting from the management meetings and others is this, is this that it, it takes planning. It's not something that, that the successful organisations have been able to put into place overnight. Dr. Orla Kelly, Assistant Professor of Social Policy at UCD and Peter Cosgrove, MD of FutureWise. Thank you both for joining us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.